This is I Am Change podcast. The IIC podcast hopes to inspire you to live more consciously and be the change the society needs. I'm your host, Koride Aziz. This episode is not a regular one. Instead of our usual style of discussing with one or two guests, we're going to do a recap of season two so far. Much of this season has been about COVID-19 and related issues. Coronavirus is still around and doesn't seem to be going anywhere anytime soon. While there are no lockdowns anymore and many people have returned to work, many others are still working from home. In the very first episode of the season, we spoke with HR professional Ejiro Geneno Serime about how the pandemic might change the way Nigerians work. The tips he shared about working from home effectively are still relevant. Um, stretch, take a five-minute break, drink a lot of water so that you can always go to the restroom to, you know, relieve yourself. That in itself is a form of break. As you're taking those breaks, you're making some um, movement. You're making calls. You don't need to sit at your desk. You could just walk around and continue with that conversation. Rather than have all the tools on your laptop, install some of those tools. The Microsoft Teams, Zoom, that you, tools that you use for meetings. Install them on your phone so that if there is a long call going on and you need to you know, be a part of that meeting, you have a treadmill in the house, just put yourself on mute. Stay on the treadmill and take some steps that would you know, get you actively burning out some calories and some stretching your, your body as well because it's really essential. All of us were and are still being affected by the pandemic. Here's what Ejirogene thought about businesses that were quick to action when the pandemic started. The moment we had our first case, some businesses saw the need to adjust and they now started planning proactively. Some businesses did not even make any attempt and so some organizations were really not ready. Initially, there was a struggle for some organizations to actually let their employees you know, start working from home. Instead, some adjusted to the approach of okay we would have a 50 50 work distribution this week someone some people will be at work next week some but that was even still not a very realistic approach because this is not even trying to encourage flexi work this is trying to keep employees safe at the same time continue to operate effectively and efficiently episode nine of the podcast was all about small businesses and how they dealt with the pandemic we spoke with a chef a wedding planner and a celebrity carpenter You'll have to listen to that episode to know what I mean by a celebrity carpenter. Don't worry, I'll leave you a link to the episode in the description. The experiences of these business owners were different, but there was one thing they had in common. They all saw the positive side to the situation. For our celebrity carpenter, Bimbola Talks, the lockdown came with a pleasant surprise. More business. Okay, there's one advantage I would say about this COVID-19. Mm. I've gotten a whole lot of demands, a whole lot. Simply because, wow. you know, before a whole lot of people will just wake up in the morning, 5 o'clock, they go to their work workplaces, and they come back at night. So they don't have time to chill at home to see what they, to, to notice what they really need in the house. Mm. But for the fact that they stayed at home for six weeks straight down, they could actually notice when they, they start, this chair is bad. We need mm-hmm. the TV stand here. Mm. We need the center table here. They notice a whole lot of things at home. As for Chef Sani, he decided to focus on the one aspect of his business that could thrive, pandemic or no pandemic. If the situation was still normal, 
we'll probably still make money from our events and also delivery service food truck you know but right now everything is coming from our delivery service because for now events can't hold and for chizoba on your query who is a mom as well as a busy event planner the lockdown provided a unique opportunity to strategize and chillax Honestly, any positivity I would see or think that this pandemic has given any business would be the time to actually sit down and look at your processes properly. For me, really, I've had the time to sit down, go back to the drawing board, put my structures better, find better ways to give um, quality service to my clients. So I think that's one positive, really. I don't even, I, I think the only negative thing I've seen so far is just the post. That mm. events can hold fiscally, but I've never rested for the past two years. I've, <laughs> I've not had a weekend to myself. Oh, it's I can imagine. Mm. So imagine giving me six to seven Saturdays to mm-hmm, myself. Mm-hmm. It's a gift, really. I've enjoyed <laughs> this pandemic. I wouldn't even lie. I've just been mm. lounging and taking care of myself. I have two kids, and they're always with yeah. my mom. But I'm seeing them now every day. Mm. That's a blessing, really. By now, you must have heard about virtual weddings with receptions done via video call. But Chizoba wasted no time showing Nigerians it was possible to enjoy their wedding without having to take any risks with their health or that of their guests. She and her team at these events pulled off a virtual wedding. We told the makeup artist and she's like, okay, that this is what she can do. She can actually have like a five-day class with um, the bride and then teach her how to do her makeup, tell her the things, items she would need to get. So we did that, bought some of the makeup items, gave to um, the bride and they started the class. And after like, the, in fact, on the third day, I was impressed with the improvement I saw because I had started from the beginning with them monitoring the training process and initially she couldn't even draw a basic eyebrow properly <laughs> but by the third day she knew how to do her makeup and even control her face wow. so i'm like uh, wow this is like paying for two skills you mm-hmm. look beautiful and still get the makeup skill for any day you want to slay mm-hmm. so it was a, it was a good thing when we got all the vendors on board because most of the vendors we decided to use are vendors we use on a regular people who know how should i call it how wild we can be <laughs> You'll have to listen to the whole episode to get the full gist. In the same episode, we spoke with Kafila Abolanli Dada, a newly married bride who settled with half a wedding. I'll leave you a link in the description to listen to the full episode where Kafila shares the details of her experience having her wedding disrupted by COVID-19. So the week to the um, to April 4th, that was even on a Wednesday. Yes, so okay. the wedding was like, the actor was like, Two or three days away, and that was when they decided. And I'm like, I didn't even have clothes. I tried to order a dress, and then I got the dress, but they said they couldn't deliver because it was interstate. And I'm like, okay, you know wow. what? <laughs> so, what is the issue about that? Well, I had this dress, the wrist was tight, so I had to give it to my aunt as a tailor that she should just help me loosen it a bit. So, I just remember that, oh, okay, that dress is still with her. I mean, it's not something that I would. Yeah, I would think of wearing on a normal day for my nikah, of course, but I mean, I just had to make it work somehow. Two of our favorite episodes this season were episodes three and four. In episode three, we spoke with Amina Abubakar, coordinator at FlexiSaf Foundation, about how the pandemic affected Nigeria's education system, particularly for vulnerable children. You can imagine a child who has been engaged for years doing productive activity 
but all of a sudden you're you're forced to be locked up you're forced to be around adults and many of them are even at risk of going hungry vulnerable children are going to be the most hard hit by this pandemic because of this lockdown they are going to have to find themselves not having access to this feeding program they usually get in schools like in our program the children usually get fed when they come but now everybody is forced to close down and school is no longer holding and for parents who have to go out to earn before they feed their children you can imagine this lockdown is going to be very hard on them and vulnerable children usually live in clusters and now nobody would go out so there is continuous unrest a lot of fighting amongst uh, people there is no fresh air in the homes and you can imagine those young girls that are now staying at home all the time this is when their fathers will start getting ideas like okay why don't i just marry them to this neighbor next door i can get something maybe we can get food from there or something right from the start of the covid-19 pandemic up till now there are serious mental health issues we all have to manage from people who were forced to work from home for the first time to those who lost their sources of livelihood and even the health workers who work on the front lines in episode 4 Labiba Saidu Ibrahim shared useful coping techniques for managing yourself when you have to be indoors. There are people that okay throughout the spear um all they do is sleep it's you know it's a reason that no matter how relaxed you are you eventually get tired. So one can just choose to learn new skills, one can just choose to do all those things you've been procrastinating for years, things you have been anticipating but you didn't get the time to do. You can do that. You can learn um new recipes you could just do work um workouts outside or inside your house yoga dancing is you know it makes you happy for people that haven't spent time with their family this is a right period for you to just do it get to know your family you might never know things you'd find out and it's going to be really exciting because it's like you're exploring then it's going to bring your bonds together But in as much as you want to do that by the time you notice you're getting into each other's space try and space out you know just give a breathing space and I've seen a lot of online um lectures online trainings like you could join just do anything productive in your life and then try as much as possible to be spontaneous with it The lockdowns have been lifted and many people are out and about but health workers still have to treat persons with COVID-19 I spoke with Dr. Dayaba Shwaibu about the mental health risks for frontline health workers. So these are health workers who are human beings like you and I, who have families, who have people that love them, who have children, who have parents, who have siblings, right? And by virtue of their profession are exposed to this virus. They can't just stand up and say I'm not going to work. They took an oath to help people. But every day they leave their homes and they go to work not knowing what will happen. So it might not be that bad in Nigeria. I'm just giving a glo- an overview globally. There are medical practitioners that are committing suicide because they are unable to come to terms with how much death they are seeing. There are mm-hmm. medical practitioners that are going down into depression, sleeping into depression because they, they just feel sad. Someone sent me a video of an ER nurse and she says she loves her job but she just she's just filled with so much sadness. She goes into her ward and she just sees dead bodies. 
and she just doesn't know what to do. You go to work and your colleague that you probably worked with a few weeks ago dies from the same virus. You know, professionally, we've been trained not to show emotions in the line of duty, but what happens when we're off duty? What are our hours of work? Mm-hmm. Um, what's going through our mind? So I think they should be availed with psychosocial support, help, even if it's a helpline, for them to be able to call and talk to a therapist. Away from COVID-19, another serious issue that led to national discourse for weeks was rape. 18-year-old Bara Katbelo was gang-raped and murdered in her own home, while 23-year-old Vera Omozua was gang-raped and murdered in a church. There is no way to tell for sure how many women are raped, but it is estimated that approximately 35% of women worldwide have experienced some form of sexual harassment. That's approximately 1.4 billion women. In episode 10, we discussed rape culture and how the right laws can help fix this terrible menace. Our guest was Wuraola Ablaton, communications lead at Stand to End Rape. I don't know what in when they were formulating some laws that they formed, but we all know that we live in a patriarchal society. One of the features of a patriarchal society is actually rape culture. In Nigeria, it is really disheartening. Even though our constitution does not adequately provide proper justice for survivors, we have been able to push for some laws. We have the Child Rights Act. Mm. We have the Violence Against Persons Prohibitions Act. Mm. We've been able to push for some laws that allows, I mean, allow survivors get better justice. Now, where the problem is, is these laws, some states are yet to domesticate them. We still have, I think, 12 or 11 states that are yet to domesticate the Child Rights Act. We have 26 states that are yet to domesticate the Violence Against Persons Prohibitions Act. And Violence Against Persons Prohibitions Act recognizes male rape, recognizes marital rape, and even gives um, a longer sentence for rape. Currently, as stand to end rape, we are trying to push for the sexual harassment bill. Mm. to also be made into law that protects students in tertiary institutions. Like all the other episodes mentioned before, we'll also be leaving a direct link for you to listen to episode 10 in the description. Martin Luther King Jr. once said, Democracy transformed from thin paper to thick action is the greatest form of government on earth. If you want to see change in the society, you need to get up and do something. That's exactly what Wale Akinfaderi and his team at NAS AI set out to do when they embarked on a project to make legislative bills more accessible using artificial intelligence and machine learning technology. So what we did was, at least the first stage of NAS AI, was we collected data um, from the Nigerian Assembly. And then what we did was then we used AI to build an automatic classification model. So which means that our AI system can take a bill and immediately you see the, not only the bill that is passed, but a bill that is introduced or about to be introduced, it will tell you, oh, this is an healthcare bill in, mm-hmm. I don't know, in milliseconds or less. So it tell you this without okay. even, you know, without you reading it all. So it's actually a very good way to sort of create this data set according to their different metadata or labels. You can find my discussion with Wale in episode 11. Season 2 of IAC Podcast started recording soon after the lockdowns started. That came with its own challenges. 
Normally, we would go to our guests with our microphones and recording equipment to get the best sound possible. But with movement restricted, we had to stick with calls made via the internet or via a regular telephone line. And you know how terrible internet connectivity can be in this part of the world. But on the bright side, we didn't have to restrict ourselves to guests who are in Abuja, where we are based. You know, when life throws you lemons, you make lemonade. To listen to all the episodes I mentioned earlier, I'll leave you direct links to the different platforms where you can find IAC Podcast. There will also be direct links to each episode. When you listen, we will be delighted to hear your feedback. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also leave us a comment on YouTube or SoundCloud. If you'd rather reach us via social media, you can find us on Instagram at IamChangePodcast, Twitter at IAC underscore podcast, and on Facebook, we are IAC Podcast. And that wraps up season two. But don't worry, I Am Change Podcast will be back soon with a brand new season. To make sure you remain updated about the new season and when it will start, please subscribe to our newsletter. We'll leave you a link in the description. Until we meet again in season three, continue to be the change you want to see. My name is Koride Aziz.